Hello and welcome to the Proclamation Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Nolan. You'll notice in our first few episodes that we called ourselves Fourscore Sessions. That's okay. We still are part of Fourscore Sessions, but one of our lovely team members came up with the name Proclamation Podcast, and we couldn't pass it up. So follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and all those other platforms that we forget about, and enjoy these episodes of the Proclamation Podcast. Cheers. All right, welcome to the Four Square Sessions podcast. I'm here with my good friend Eddie Herrera, Big what's Tree up, Coffee. Up, yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Blessings, dude. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's always good to see you. Yeah. It's funny because I see you in passing all the time and then it becomes not passing. And we yeah. like we sit down engage. and have a conversation. Yeah. Then we go to lunch. Then we get haircuts. Then we <laughs> go walking all around. He, he gets the haircut. I gotta let it grow, but oh, yeah. let it grow, let it grow. But I'm gonna cut it off. Dude, What's thanks summer? for being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I think it's it's been really challenging figuring out how to start. Mm-hmm. And what I realized one of my strengths is talking to people. And you're always laughing at me because I can't stop talking to people. This guy doesn't stop talking to people. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to start talking yeah. to people and just see how that goes. I'm the same way. I talk to just anybody, random people. I think yeah. it's uh, it, it's the, the commonality of being human. It's like, I'm going to find something to relate with with you no matter yeah. how different we are. When we were having lunch the other day, you told that lady, no, you don't know me. I just have one of those faces. Right. Yeah. But was that a joke or is that for real? Uh, It's it's a half joke, half real. Yeah. And the reason is, is because I have a twin brother and people are always like thinking they know me. And I'm like, no, you, that's my brother. You're Identical twin then. Identical twin. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't catch that part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that I all the time, like, oh, they... They know me, but I was like, no, you think I'm my brother. You know my brother. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. So Big Tree Coffee, tell us what that's all about. Oh, Big Tree Coffee. What's your the, dream? What's your vision? The, the name of it, we'll start with the name. Oh, yeah. This is a yeah. good story. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I used to Get live, ready. I used to live in this town called Loomis, California, and I wanted to open a coffee shop there. And doing some investigation, I came across one of those those yellow history books with the photo pictures. Yeah, totally. And uh, Loomis used to be called Pino, right? And uh, when I think of Pino, because I, you know, I speak Spanish, uh, I think of pine tree. And when I think of pine tree, I think about the gray Sierra pine, which is also known as digger pine, and uh, that's the the big tall pine around here. Mm-hmm. And it's taller than the oak trees, and the oak trees are like some of the biggest trees around totally. here. Totally, the eucalyptus. So I think the big tree would be the pine, you know. That's tree the big coffee. tree. That's where it comes from. Yeah. 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 But I never did open a store in Loomis. <laughs> hey. I started with the mobile. Um, there are many years ahead. Matter of, yeah, I was ahead of the the uh, mobile situation. Um, matter of fact, I was at an event when I got the inspiration to do the mobile because I was in line for food in uh, at Stanford. I was at the Stanford powwow over there in the Bay Area, and I was in line for some tacos. And I started looking around, and I thought, all of these people would buy coffee right now because there was like three of the same kind of food vendors and yep. not really anything different. Everybody's doing the and same that's, thing. And that, that was what solidified. I'm going into the mobile coffee because I wanted to do a store, like a tr- traditional store. Yeah. yeah. How important is it to recognize those aha moments in your life and then 
hold on yeah. to them and run with them. Yeah, I think what what I would say is that your spirit is always prompting you about what's coming or what's to be prepared for. Mm. Like those inspirations. I would call them ideas, you know, that float around and you catch one. Yeah. When the aha moment comes or the opportunity presents itself, have if you were already listening to your spirit, you'd be prepared for that that door when it opens. You just step right through. And uh, for me, it was that aha moment. Like I should do the mobile. You know, then I started looking for how to start the mobile. And I kind of cheated. I went to a guy. <laughs> listen, I went to a guy who that's his business you to do build that trailers. You, you got to figure out a way to do you it. You got to figure out a way to get the ball rolling. Exactly. So I went to a guy who builds trailers and uh, I got an estimate and he, you know, I, I want this, this, that, and the other. The estimate just, just to start was like 40 grand. And I was like, man, I don't Boo. want 40 grand for that. Right. Cause everything is going to cost money, but you know what I do have? I now have an estimate with the checklist of what I need to do to yeah. build this thing. So then, you know, went on Craigslist, got the trailer and then started building it myself, you know, do it yourself. Dude. And you put your heart and soul into that thing. It reflects, it comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Big I remember coffee, CA, big Instagram, tree coffee. Facebook. Yeah. 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 So if you're watching this, pull up your Instagram, big tree coffee, CA. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Heck yeah. When the first time I saw that trailer, I was like, okay, wow, this little detail, this little detail, nice, like the way bro. you had the window come up and the little hooks and yeah, yeah. the thing flips down. And like, it wasn't just a box with a hole in the side. Yeah. It was like, it had the same character that you have that is like, oh, there's these little details and nuances to this person yeah, yeah. that I didn't know when I walked up. But now that I'm standing here, engaging with the trailer i see all these little details you know yeah and and you and i have done that personally and i think that's what's cool about business is it like reflects you it does reflect you because know? you. if, if you're because we're all individuals and if you're starting something you're spearheading that thing and everything is going to pattern after you mm -hmm. you set the example that, that that was like of course i wanted a wrap on that thing but i couldn't bring myself to put a wrap on it you know i'd rather have the hand painted touches like the hand painted. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And everything like that. So ask me something else. <laughs> well, what do you like? What do you love and what do you hate about the freedom of owning your own business? I love that all my efforts are, I'm going to reap the benefit of mm -hmm. my sweat. But sometimes, like, I wish I could just turn it off because you never stop working. I mean, when you're not physically working, you're mentally working. You're thinking about thinking things. about the next thing. Yes. And they, sometimes it'll keep you up. And uh, I like, like I've done, I've done two, you know, m multiple events in one day where you got an early morning event and then you got a late night event and you just grind double dip all day. But yeah. it's, it's um, it, you sleep better at night. Like I did that. Yeah. Do you gain energy when you get to like that point where you're so tired? during the day that you just like kick into a different there, energy some kind of reserve or do you just go down <laughs> i go down when i get tired everybody's yeah, different i found i think uh, uh my personality is always hyper 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 and then sometimes i i, I crash so you got to muster through that crash yeah. and you know you don't want to let on that you're crashing you know so you just mechanical really and uh some talking points you could just continue to be courteous and kind even though you're not feeling yeah. it you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah you might not be as uh exuberant but you're gonna be you're polite gonna be polite right yeah. because customer service is the name of the game yeah. yeah one of the things i really want to accomplish with this podcast is 
as people listen to these conversations, they realize that it's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. And I always thought I was the only one, like in so many things in life, you Mm -hmm. know, like I was the only one struggling with pornography. I was the only one who wanted to start my own business. I was the only one who wanted to please the boss. I was the only one who wanted to stay late. I was the only one who wanted to go on vacation. And as you talk to more people in life, you realize, oh, other people are struggling with that same thing, or other people have the same kind of personality as me, yet they have accomplished something that I want to accomplish. And how did they do that? Because I thought I could never do that because I'm like this. And so I think a lot of people think, oh, the only way that Luke owns a business called Foursquare Coffee is because he has this type of personality. But you and I don't have the same personality, mm-hmm. yet we both have coffee businesses. We have similar businesses, different in their aspects, our own niches. But what you said it yourself is when you start talking about what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, or what you're struggling with, your humanity comes out. Mm-hmm. And when you present your humanity to another person, their humanity comes out. And then, you, like I said earlier, we're going to find a, a way to relate. and um being vulnerable isn't isn't sexy isn't showcase is it is a you know it is not why people buy tickets but being yeah. vulnerable is it's not commercially exactly, sexy exactly yeah so but being vulnerable is what's gonna make someone really connect with you on, mm. that, on that spiritual mental level and then it's like you know i relate to you and let me let me tell you about my experiences yeah but you gotta ha- start the conversation yeah how do you think people can genuinely accept the naked emotion of another person without judging them uh, it has to become normalized mm. because people are so used to being shallow and just talking about surface things what's up bro how's the weather cool man exactly yeah, i'm up? good i'm good how are you yeah you know i'm I mean? fine it's Thanks. always the answer See you later exactly or you could say you know what i'm actually like for example like Right now, during the the COVID pandemic, sometimes I I have bouts with depression because I'm so used to being around people, and not being you around lost people. that energy yeah. that you gained from them because I'm a social creature. So it's like I go through little bits of depression when I try to keep it to myself, mm. you know. But it's like I know other people are going through the same thing. Like you're you're you are trying to uh, do the right thing, which is you know not spread. Right. You're slow, slow the curve trying or to whatever. protect others. So you're trying to stay home a lot more, but then you as a human need that social interaction with other, other humans. And, you know, sometimes a little depression creeps up on you. Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I often think of this scene from the movie I, Robot starring Will Smith. Familiar with it? Nah, bro. What? I am. I, I am. What is the other one he did that I'm familiar this with? podcast is over. <laughs> What is that? What he did that I am something. I am legend. I am legend. I like one. that one. I didn't see I am robot. So I robot is <laughs> where he's this cop detective and uh-huh. he's like, dude, the robots are going to take over. Yeah. And then they do. But he's trying to study their psychology and he's going after this professor and this professor is like studying the behavior of the robots because they built the robots to take out the trash and do all this stuff. Yeah. But when they store the old robots, like in a shipping container, they all stand together, like in a group. And he's like, why do they stand together? Because when we put them in the shipping container, we put them all 
separated really? out but then yeah. over time they all go stand together they like group together yeah. and it's because they were mimicking like the human emotion and stuff of of being together yeah, of they, being social. yeah they saw themselves as united um my favorite line of those like he when the robots turn and try to take over everybody he's all somehow i told you so just doesn't quite cut it because he was telling That's everybody it's line. gonna happen yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, I, I think a lot of those like sci-fi movies and stuff, they really reflect like some of the deeper human demons. Like mm -hmm. we don't want to face that, you know, yeah. let's just build the robots, but let's not worry about what happens if we do. And we do that in life. Like, let's just keep going and just like win and just take care of ourselves and just beat up the little guy and we'll, we'll, we'll fix it later, you know, and it's good to reflect on well, what's going to happen if we go down that road and say that thing to that person or run that person over to make our business successful. You know, I'm not on board with that, yeah. that ideology. Yeah. Cause um, my, the way I phrase it is I, I want to make a living, not a killing, you know, I don't, I don't want to take advantage of too many people, but the the more Dude, I think about it, you put know, that up on the wall right there. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I want to get by gotta start a podcast yeah. quotes board. But, you know, of course you want to be rich. Of course you want to have, you know, fat house and cars. And blah, well, why? Blah, and cars. I don't know. Because we're programmed to think that, right? Yeah. But it's like, um, I don't know. The, the older I get, the more simple things become. And it's like, you know, you know, that's not the most important things in life. Because you can't take it with you, you know, those, those cliches. But, you know, I'm more about my kids, you know. And, yeah. and how, how many kids do you have pursue their dreams? I have three. three uh, my kids. oldest is going to be 20 this, this Sunday. Oh man. So, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. Date. I'm old, bro. He's an amazing <laughs> magician. He's a pretty good magician. Does he have he, a, does he have a YouTube or Instagram? Uh, he's on Instagram, Daniel yeah. Elisha. Uh, but, uh, yeah, dude, he's not, incredible. Not too many magic posts. Dude. He, he he's, blows he, my he's mind. a very talented kid. He blows my mind when he was like, what, uh, I don't remember eight or something. We put him in piano lessons and because he was able to learn, you know, the keys and the chords and everything, he taught himself guitar, ukulele and bass and then drums. And the, he's now playing the flugelhorn, you know, what I know. Right. That's weird. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's random. It, but you learn because music is a language, bro. Yeah. And once you, you learn the language, then you just got to learn the different dialects. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Different, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Dang. pick that stuff up. You know, if you're interested in music, you're never too old to learn something new. Mm -mm. Pick it up, you know, learn it. You know, I can't play anything. I used to be able to play the piano a little bit, but yeah, out of practice, you know. So I introduced free. you as Eddie Big Tree Coffee, but really it could be like Eddie uh, Herrera musician, Eddie Herrera bit. artist, a little bit, yeah. Eddie Herrera entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's more than one idea. Gentleman for, about town, yeah. you know. There. <laughs> yesterday we had lunch man and i said hello to the, the waitress i thought mom. you were gonna get two numbers yesterday <laughs> i don't want to get no one's number but that lady would not give me back my hand man yeah that <laughs> was that was funny anyways yeah <laughs> but i mean tell us about your art oh like, dude uh i first started doing art when i was real little my dad was in prison and we would get letters mm -hmm. from my dad in prison and you get this prison art, you know, the, the gangster stuff, you know, that the tattoo style. I would love those letters. I would love copying the art on there. And I taught myself to draw by copying that. And mm. also some of the things big in the in the 80s and 90s was uh, 
was the Chicago Bulls. They're a huge franchise. I draw the Chicago Bulls logo or the Oakland A's with, you know, you know. So you draw the A's, yeah, or, or the you know any 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 logos around. And then um, as I got into middle school, I discovered hip hop, and uh, you know, there's break dancing and, and graffiti. Then uh, you know, got you know that was in seventh grade. Then by the time I went to high school, you know, I started doing graffiti and and uh come from that background it's like you forget how to draw everything else because you get obsessed with fame and stuff mm. and then you grow up and you you know you don't really need to be famous anymore you just kind of still still paint because it's in yeah. you you can't shake it it's like yeah when i grew up i thought i was gonna be in the nba you did i, I gave up that dream but tall, i still man. shoot some moves. short bro yeah <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> no i just can pass really good that's it i'm sorry i won't yeah. pick on you no more <laughs> no it's yeah. all right i can't change it you know yeah we we're talking about kevin hart earlier that's so right big inspiration emphasis on the big kevin hart and dwayne johnson oh Rock. yeah and yeah, then yeah, it's the dwayne johnson and shaquille o'neal and the the discrepancy is like the same yeah wow like yeah. The Rock is that you much smaller big, yeah. than Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. Did you see that video where Shaq was Ubering people? No. Some people didn't was know. Was that for like they Colin didn't know who he was. or somebody? Or? One of the, uh, one of those, yeah, maybe James Corden. I one don't of those know. Guys. It might have been his own thing because Shaq's huge now, yeah. you know? Like, what is it? Was it the, what's the guy, the redheaded guy with the freckles? Is it late night guy? Conan O'Brien? Conan O'Brien. I saw one where I Conan. Think he's off now, isn't Conan it? had, I think he had Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. Mm. driving around uh oh dude that was cool speaking of not giving back people's hands what? when they shake your hand conan o'brien back in the day he had gene wilder yeah gene wilder star Willy wonka for those oh, of you who gosh. are no, they're crazy with richard pryor dude, all gene those wilder movies. is yeah. eccentric right yes and he touched conan o'brien and you could tell conan was like whoa what do you mean touched him? Like, like emotionally like, like or he put his hand on his hand. Uh-huh. No, physically. All right. And Gene Wilder is, you could tell he just wants to connect with people, but way more intimate than the average person is. What Going back, talking about being emotionally naked, yeah. right? It's like he wants to connect on a really deep level, and people weren't aren't ready for that. And even Conan, being this person who talks to a lot of people mm-hmm. and should be able to understand that or accept that, like you could tell Gene Wilder was going to, he was taking it to the next level. That's interesting because yeah. there's those, those kind of like Gene Wilder, right? For example, it's like, that is a kind of a different type of person. And if they're trying to connect, maybe they're looking for someone that's similar to them and it's hard for them to find someone to connect yeah. with. And it's like, maybe you're like that. Maybe you like, like, you know, E.T. and Elliot, you know, type mm-hmm. moment. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. But everybody <laughs> else saw them as weird. Yeah. I, I would still think Gene Wilder was weird. If yeah. I saw him, you know? So. <laughs> yeah i know people don't like stuff that's different no it's, it's the, the fear of the unknown that's where we that's where racism comes from it's like mm. you're different from me i'm afraid of that you know i don't understand that so gotta start the conversation all right dude it. we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna start that conversation oh my god we can't do that all right let's do it let's do it Four Score Sessions podcast. We're back with Eddie Herrera, yeah, yeah, owner operator of Big Tree Coffee. Uh, up in here, yeah. artist, uh, musician. Yeah. Well, musician, I MC form. a little bit. I MC rap a little bit. Yeah, that's All what right. you call it. Because you know you could say rap, and you know, because 
with hip hop, there's uh so many sub genres for hip hop, but mm. the dominant form is MCing because that is the grandfather of it all. And it's the the power of the microphone. If you have the microphone, you can control the crowd, you know. Master of ceremonies, MC. Yeah. MC. Yeah. MC Herrera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. No. <laughs> what did you call yourself? Uh my name is my name Edwin. It's Ed One, you know, E D one. Ed E D one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is that, is that, my is name that is your Ed. Is that your come. I've been watered by the rain and warmed by the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. All right. No. How many times have you freestyled at the bar? Where your bar? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Pull up a couple to the coffee times. bar and drop some you lines. Did, that dude that used to work for you, Matt. Bertram. Bertram. Yeah. That dude could beatbox. I did not know that. That dude could beatbox, and he Matt? would do Matt beatbox. What's up, man? Yeah. Well, I think you know it's fun. It it's is a, for for me. It's a, it's a hobby. It's a form of expression. Uh, uh, you know, I have recorded and stuff like that, but it's um nothing really released out there. Mostly for therapy. You yeah. Know? Uh, I think coming up in anybody who uh, grew up in the '90s is you can't avoid but to be influenced by hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, but now nowadays it's like they don't know what it's like to grow up with hip hop with every step of the way. Cause I remember listening to LL and, and the fat boys and Houdini. Yep. And then, you know, then comes your, your, your public enemies and your, your beastie boys and death jams. And, and then, um, like whole then, then style. the whole, the whole wet, the, the whole gangster style, you know, you know, growing up in California is like, yeah. Like, well, I was, NWA. well, I was influenced by like Brother Lynch, Triple Six, X-Rated, Sebo, RBL Posse, you know, yeah. gangsta. Now you know? you're in the names I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. demographics, bro. It's where you grow up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. But then the Wu-Tang came out and changed the game. And then uh, Wu-Tang is forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, shoot. But then the whole East West mess kind of like, I don't know, being from California, I was like, I ain't listening to that stuff, that East Coast stuff, hating on it, hating on Biggie. It's all about Biggie the Biggie was tight. That's all about two, like Tupac. You know, it was all about Tupac and, and Death Row. And nah, that, that's all, that's all nonsensical because you're going to miss out on so much art. You don't know that until you look back like, oh man, I wish I listened to like, you know, more mob deep you know you listen to some yeah. mob deep you know or like big l or you know digging in the crates and stuff like that but anyways anyways what's up dude talk about coffee <laughs> <laughs> that's too easy uh we're, just, we're gonna I, you said we're gonna talk about racism dude yeah we have to it's such a huge topic right now and it as it should be it's finally the rest of the country has seen so much straight hate that it's like what is going on here and like for example ice cube been talking about it since he dropped his you know since since nwa you know yep. they've been talking about this stuff like this is what's going on and back in what was it 92 93 the riots of in la when when those cops were found not guilty and the city was like for real Lost after it. beating rodney came like for real that was like my introduction to riots, but there's always been riots, you know, when it comes to, to, to trying to get the nation's attention, you know, I think, um, Martin Luther King said it, that the, the, 
I'm gonna totally botch it, but it was like riots is we'll the language of the lang- riots are the language of the unheard, you know, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you nailed it. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Things just fall. But I think there. a big part of that same quote was also that they're they're unheard, and so therefore they're rioting. Yeah. But the spirit of it is that they should be heard. Absolutely. And they don't have yeah. to riot. Well, like, tw- like and, and the whole Kaepernick the we're, we're, thing. We've been you know? keeping voices down, and that's part of the whole spirit of this podcast is like, let's let's talk about things that are deep and mm-hmm. that are bothering us and that need to change and then get it done. Because if I go out and riot, I don't really accomplish anything. But if I go out and vote different, or if I go out and speak for the <clears throat> for the unspeakable, if if I go out and champion for the oppressed, now I'm changing something. So the riots to me are like the spark. But what what are the logs that we're gonna throw on the fire to start really affecting change? I must start off by saying these are just our opinions. I am in no way any experts in any political Same. aspects or you know, I don't represent anybody, but ah oh, man. I've uh no I I've been to some protests because it's like you can't just sit home and do nothing when there's so much injustice happening. Mm. And I come from the school where it's like man I don't feel like this is really doing anything but it's like man I can't just like there's nothing else you can do. You have yeah. the right to assemble, you know? You have the right to to speak up and it's like exercise those rights or they will not be there for you. So it's like say something, do something because uh you know the adage a two for for evil to whatever it good is good men do nothing this good men do nothing yeah. so it's like do something even if you're not totally on board if you can uh put yourself in that person's shoes you know and i'm talking about george floyd specifically it's like that that shouldn't happen you know no. and and it, it's sad that it not only ha- does it happen it continues to happen while people are protesting that it happened it happened during that time frame and it's like there is something extremely wrong with that system and like anything else you got to look to the foundation why 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 what is it how was it started mm. you know of course policing is good but if you look back it's you know policing equals slave catchers it's like you know that's that's what where the foundation is yeah and then uh militarizing police is like i remember a time when there was a swat team it's like i never hear about the swat team anymore because all the police are militarized and uh instead of it being a specialized group. someone trained someone trained for yeah. that you know someone trained with those ak-47 someone trained with the grenade launcher someone trained with the battery ram someone trained for the armored tank vehicles you know mm. versus everyone just well being before the la bank robbery they didn't have assault rifles in every car yeah. Now uh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re- I mean, I remember here in Sacramento, time, yeah. we had the. Uh, it's more prevalent. The good guys. The good guys uh, hold up was a big deal in South Sac. Um, I don't know about that story. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I like to exercise my Fifth Amendment not to incriminate myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, anyways, um, yeah. But seeing, for example, Portland. And what they're going through, or Minnesota, and what they're going through, you know. Uh, what is the voice saying? 
the which, which what is voice? the voice of the people saying change like you you guys need to stop stop killing us stop harassing us stop. and i say us because yeah i've been harassed by the police you know yeah and and, and just like basically what 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 would really help is if the police and i'm not throwing shit at the police so much because i i know people that are police officers i got relatives that you know that that want to be police officers or are correctional officers or whatever but it's like if you live in that community you will relate better to it mm. you know but a lot of the people don't live in the communities they work in so they're detached from it and uh, a big thing to put you in a position to murder someone is to dehumanize that person. And that's why with every war that we fought, this country has fought, is we always have our, our slang terms for our opponents because yep. we don't want to see them as humans. You know, we want to see them as Go this, fight that, the Jerry's. Yeah. 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 I was going to start ranting on the different uh <laughs> slurs that we have but it's like yeah. i don't i don't want to get tagged and they have their slurs. slurs for us you know yeah of course i i've yeah. been called you know a wet back or i've been called you know i don't know other things you know do you want to tell us about your ethnic heritage i'm mexican yeah i uh i'm, I'm chicano I, I identify as chicano because even though my parents came from mexico i don't know anything about mexican culture per se yeah. like i uh my mom didn't raise me to to know my culture and i think i think with the uh, immigrant parents is um you need to be americanized you need to speak english and uh spanish was my my first language and then i quickly forgot it like as i got older i quit i only spoke spanish to my mom all your so friends spoke english everyone spoke english so it's like i speak more english than i do spanish and as i get older i i, I that I, where do i come from type thing comes in and I, I want to learn about, you know, the Mayans and the Aztecs and, mm. and, and culture and stuff. And, um, yeah, as, as of right now, I, I, I know a little, little tiny bit, just a scratch on the surface, but there's a, there's a lot going on in Sacramento. I'm from South, I grew up Heck in South yeah. Sacramento. I live in, in Carmichael now, but I, I lived in Loomis, California for a while with my, with my ex-wife and my kids and stuff. And, um, that's a different world, you know. It's a different world from where I came from, and uh, I, I, I can, I can live in two worlds. Like I can, I can live in that world. I can. I, it's like what what Paul in the Bible says, you know. I know how to be a base, and I know how to abound, you know. Mm. You know, but being content is is godliness. You know, it's like that secret is contentment. It's like I can operate because I've been rich. I can operate in severe poverty because I've been there. So it's like. Mm. I know those worlds. I know how to live in them. I can navigate in them. At the end of the day, is you want to hold on to who you are. You know. Do you think that comes from experience, or is that is that something people learn, or is that something you're born that with? Experience, or? dude. Uh, like traveling, really opens. We up We talked your about mind. this a while yeah. back. Yeah, traveling really opens up your mind to what's really going on because, um, like everything else, you know, we we're fed certain ideologies and dogmas and propaganda. Do you think that traveling and learning other people's cultures that can start to broaden your understanding Absolutely. of humanity and yeah. maybe combat the racism Absolutely. or the the biases that we're born with, yeah. or that not we're born with but we're raised inherited? With? Yeah. yeah, because regardless, you're going to be influenced by your environment. Yeah, you're going to be influenced by your peers. 
you know because dude growing up my dad would always we'd be in the car police officer would pull up behind us or next to us and i'd look because i think oh that's as a kid you're like oh police that's yeah a policeman that's cool and i would look and he'd be like don't look over there oh yeah like what was his he must have had a reason he must have had a reason so he had a different i think he had a different perspective than most Mm -hmm. white people like to him it was like i could get in trouble and I always thought that was weird. You know? <laughs> Your dad might have a shady history. I don't know. You about, he tells about yeah. every five or ten years he drops something on Central, me. I'm like, yeah. what? Is that's that? I, that's a, but, you know. You I mean, I love him. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. But I still get nervous around the police. You know, uh, I think it, it there's some it. healthy fear, but yeah. I mean, there's experiences. Yeah, I put I put it into to rhyme form. Is uh. Uh, can't help but feel afraid when I'm stopped by the police system. Be like, if he didn't want him shirt, he would not made him sheep. Are you really living if you stay asleep? You know. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Yeah. Anyways, um, traveling, man, traveling. Like I said, it changes you. It, it well, you get this. I personally will find a reason to connect with whoever I'm visiting. You know, whether it's it's Hawaii, whether it's Texas, whether it's New York, whether it's Canada, you know, or Europe. Like like for example, going to to Italy, yeah, uh, it's so familiar. Like, cause you you know, America is based on, on Europe and all roads lead to Rome and all mm-hmm. you know, like our city grid system is based Latin on the based Roman languages, system. Yeah. yeah. So going to Italy is like super comfortable there, very familiar. But then <clears throat> you look at some of these apartment buildings they have there. They are older than this country as far as that physical building intact is older than this country. That's and they're trip. still there. And they're still there. And the yeah. families are still living in there. Stupid. One thing I do not like about the rapid expansion of America is we built a lot of things <clears throat> kind of crappy. I mean, that's one reason I love this building. It's over 100 oh, yeah. years old. Yeah, It'll yeah. be here in 100 years yeah. unless somebody rams it if down. You don't you know? it, if you don't maintain it. Yeah. But like we build a lot of crappy strip malls and oh yeah cheaply yeah. built homes it's our, and yeah they're 20 years after they've been built people are like the ceiling is sagging there's cracks yeah. and it's like you know we're not gonna have 500 year old buildings in america except for on the east coast like the, what, some of the things that our founding fathers built are still standing you know monticello yeah. for example you know things like that um it's craftsmanship you know, mm-hmm. and if you build it out of stone, it'll, it will last longer versus if you build it out of wood. Do you uh, think that speaks to the quality of the people who built them? No, I think it has to do with the expansion of our nation. You know, we were in a race to to build, uh, for example, the Transcontinental Railroad. It's like we're in a literal race to connect the, mm. the country. Who can do it? You know, and we're going to do it fast. You know, we're going to do it. Or when we enter the Second World War, it's like, we are going to do this fast and we're going to win. There's a drive to being an American that's undeniable. We are we are going to try to excel in what we do, you know? And th- that's why everyone does their own little thing and they're trying to do their thing, mm. you know? I put that in a rhyme, too. It's like, I grew up in this fast food nation, instant gratification. Lord, I need a change. Said, have faith and be patient. All right. <laughs> That's it? That's all. I'm not going to give you more rhymes, bro. I love it's it. It's not rhyme time. <laughs> it's not rhyme. It's but story I, I, time. I take these, um, 
ideas and put it into rhyme, you know? It's like, it's, I it's think expression. that helps us to remember stuff too. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of stuff I remember from school is stuff that we put into song. I could sing all the presidents. Really? Yes, yeah. hero. No, I'm not come on. No way. Yeah. What if I forget one? Then I look like an idiot. Uh, John Adams. <laughs> John Adams. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Oh man, gotta watch Hamilton. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it. Dope. You gotta watch Hamilton's it. Dope. I, you know, I've come across people that haven't seen it. They checked it out. And they don't like it. So it's not for everybody, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Those people aren't for me. No, you don't know that. <laughs> I'm kidding. You I'm don't kidding. know that. <laughs> yeah. There's no, people that just don't. There's some people I love and respect who did not like it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we're all the world cut differently. You yeah. Know? Otherwise, it's I never thought I would place. go see a musical because I grew up with a lot of musicals. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got burnt out and jaded really? by them. Yeah. And then my wife, well, I had a big break, like 10 year break, <laughs> watching or seeing a musical right. intentionally. So you like And then she got me to go see a Broadway musical, and I was like, this is awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Our friends took us. It's expensive, you know, but they, they gifted us. Nice. Took bro. us down to San Francisco. What, what did you see? I'm curious. The Book of Mormon. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I, uh, my son was in the musical, and, uh, well, he was like 15, 16, and um, I was always there on set with them. Mm. And uh, that musical was pretty dope. It was called Something Inside It's Broken, uh, written by Alan Wallace, directed by Jack Kohler. And, uh, so you do remember names. I do remember names, yeah. I remember your name, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that that musical prompted me to like other musicals. My son's friend was also who was in that musical was in Les Mis, and so we went to go check that out. That was really good. Um, yeah, not too many musicals that I've been to. Not like you. But I still no, I haven't. Right. Still haven't been to many. Right. So let me ask you this. But I'll, I'll preface my question by saying, I think what's changed in me with George Floyd is. I never saw people of color as being different from myself. Mm. But because of it, I realized that people of color see themselves as different from me. Mm-hmm. Does that, that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. There's a big reason. And I never knew that. Wow, and and you, even, you even gave me some nuggets of wisdom really? in previous conversations that have helped me understand better what other people are thinking. And I think that is one of the things that our nation wants to see change is that people understand what other people are dealing with and don't ignore it and be willing to stand alongside somebody who's affected by something that doesn't affect you. The way that police operate doesn't really affect me. It doesn't, Mm. it doesn't affect me. You don't get pulled over. It affects me in a a good way, right? It keeps me from, it keeps me driving the speed limit. It keeps me from robbing banks. It keeps me from doing whatever Mm. I might do if they weren't there. But my whatever my normal daily routine is, I I never get affected by the police, yeah. and no, that is not the case of other people. No, no, like like um, but myself personally, it's like being pulled over so many times because I fit the description doesn't feel good. You know? mm-hmm. It's like knowing that if you drive in certain areas, that there's a higher possibility you're gonna get pulled over doesn't feel good. You know, you it makes you feel unwelcomed, unwanted. You know, and uh, although I have every 
right to be there and I have a reason to be there, you know, whether it's my neighborhood or not, that feeling is it's hard to deny. And maybe it's unsaid and it's invisible, but it's very much real, you know. And that is the experience of a lot of people. Just knowing that you're in you're in a a system that's not designed for you. Mm. Like the the way it's designed is not for me, even though the constitution was written and it says for all men, it's not really talking Didn't about Didn't start me. out with all men. It's not because, you know, yeah. it's not talking about women. You know, it wasn't nope. written with women in mind. You know, they didn't have any rights. If you if you don't if you can't own property and you can't vote, then you are out of the equation. Yeah. And the right to vote and the right to own property is actually very recent for a lot of people and women included, you know. So mm. with that in mind is like, well, back to the foundation. What is the foundation? The foundation will tell you what it is. Like you can tell a tree by its fruit, you know, so. But not by its root. You can't see the roots, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> but you can see what kind like, of tree it is like by what it's I feel like we're a little bit too obsessed with cutting up the roots. The roots and we need might, to focus on the fruit. If the, if the tree isn't producing fruit like it says it's supposed to. For example, you'll get this. Jesus cursed that fig tree because the he went to go find fruit on it and there wasn't fruit on it. Mm. And he said, let no man eat fruit from you hereafter. And, it, and that sucker dried up and not only dried up, but it was dry dried up by the roots yeah from the root up so that's prophetic it's like that means that if it doesn't produce the fruit it's supposed to it should be uprooted he also said that the owner of a of a tree wanted to pull it out and the keeper yeah said, fertilize it fertilize let me, it give me another year let me fertilize it let me take care yeah. of it i think that's what we need to be doing is, is reform it because we can't revolutionize we can't. it if we tear down our nation yeah to zero because the foundation is bad we're not going to be able to start we, we it we're not going to be able to start a new nation can't where all people are down, free we can't practically tear down this nation but we do but need we to can, change we, we need can to definitely get rid of re the rock reorganize this deck because it's been dealt a bad hand yeah you know but that's it's a very politically strong conversation and um like you said, we're not experts. We're not no, no by no means we're experts, and it's but I see good it as to talk we, we about. We always this stuff. need to boil it down to what is our micro community. So obviously, your neighbors, your direct our, neighbors, our, our, our president and senators, and all these people who yeah. they don't give a crap about us. Let's be honest; they will change like the but wind, they, depending on which way the wind's blowing. You know, they're trying to change things on a big level, and we have to boil it down to: okay, I live in this little circle. Mm -hmm. How can I start changing things in that circle? How can I start fertilizing? How can I Absolutely. start pulling weeds? How can I start pruning back the things? Because I've seen in my life what places where the foliage has grown and the fruit has been absent because I haven't trimmed back the foliage. Mm -hmm. And so I see places where I need to trim back so that the fruit is going to be more productive and so that I can bless other people in a way where I've only been taking for myself. And that's the challenge that I've been experiencing. And so I think the more that we try to say, oh, we have to make everybody else change, we're doing a lot less to change ourselves if we're focusing on that. Yeah, you'll, you will never see the log in your own eyes if you're obsessed with your brother's spec, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but pruning doesn't feel good if you're the one being pruned. Oh, it hurts, man. But back to what 
the immediate change is like get to know your neighbors, get to know your community, and that would be the greatest impact. It's like they say, think global, act local. Mm. You know, it's like think about the bigger picture, but you gotta start somewhere. Of like like doing the mobile coffee, that's not where I want to be. That's just my foot in the door because I've never worked in a coffee shop. I don't have any yeah. coffee shop experience, but I love coffee. So it's like, how am I gonna get into that world? Well, let me start with the mobile, you know? And that's my foot in the door to learn the business. So it's like by dreaming up the big scheme picture, I back up, back up, back up, back up, back up until I see that practical step in front of me, that obvious step in front of me. It's like this is the next thing I should do. Yeah. And I act on that. I act on the obvious step in front of me. And politically, the climate is the policing of our communities. And that's the obvious next step. Uh, dude, why are we such? Why are we on this subject? Yeah. <laughs> we're harping on this thing. No, but basically, this is what we're here. To we're here to just talk. You talk know? to your neighbors. Get to know them. You know. Yeah. Talk to them. I have a lot of neighbors who would fit in the definition of what culture is calling people of color. Mm-hmm. I do not see a scenario in which my neighbors are going to be wrongfully abused without me stepping in and doing something. And so I feel like in that little circle, I have victory. And so the question I'm asking myself is now, how do, how do I make that circle bigger? Because if I can't, if I can't love my neighbor and treat them with respect, how am I going to fight and advocate for a stranger? And so I feel like I've been complacent and sitting back in a place where like, well, I love my neighbor and I love my other neighbor and my other neighbor, but I've got to expand that to be bigger. Getting involved with, with groups mm-hmm. because it goes from individuals to groups. And like, it's easy to go into a group where everyone looks like you. It's terrifying to go into a group where people don't look like you because you're being robbed of that comfort to blend in. Mm-hmm. And if you stand out, you're on you're on you're on showcase like everyone sees you so getting involved with other groups that don't look like you will be the first step into gaining a a bigger understanding about what others are going to you know you always stand out to me i stand i bro like when i had my hair longer it's your smile though yeah when i had my hair i would stand out when i had my hair longer you know it's just like keep it short you got that big voice i don't know <laughs> yeah, I get embarrassed. I get shy. You know what I mean. <laughs> but then when the spotlight's on, you shine. You have you have to just rise to the occasion. Sometimes it's like you know, grab the mic and what are you can do with it. You know. Yeah. Like, well, I you love better do what you came to do. I love seeing what you're doing with your life and with your kids, and it inspires me. You know, yeah. to be a better dad, and you've advised me on how to be a better husband. Blessings. Oh, and yeah. and be a better. You read that owner. book, right? You read that. book? I haven't finished it yet. His needs, her needs. His needs, her needs. Good book. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I read that book when I first got married. I wish I had the uh, tools to communicate, you know, the first time around. But you know, you learn, you live, and you learn. You make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's life, bro. You gotta, well, we're gonna keep the, talking the, about the keep going. The victories is the name. And the mistakes. It's the name of the game is keep on going. Don't stop. Don't wallow in it. Just like ah, uh, this this hurts. This sucks. Let me find a way out of this situation and grow and eddie grow. herrera big tree coffee bless big tree coffee <laughs> ca thanks for being on four score sessions thank you for having me bro blessings love you man love you too all right let's get some coffee <laughs>